1: A Netflix live event happening
0: May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets
1: his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live, only on Netflix. <laughs>
0: Starting off with an orgy. Oh,
2: yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> what is happening right now? Oh
1: my god.
0: What's up Someone's guys? I was a little too excited. <laughs> What's up guys? <laughs> Welcome to episode 55 of Psychotic and Iconic. paul's here along with my co-hosts Nick Theories, Mikey P, and Philly Phil. We want to thank everybody that's tuned in to our live stream right now. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it so we can get more people in here tonight, get more fans engaged. Uh anybody that hasn't liked, followed or subscribed to all of our platforms, please go ahead and do so. We need to get those subscribers up. We've been really stagnant and it's your fault, not ours. So with that, Mikey P, let's do it. <laughs>
1: Appreciate it, Mike. We're going to get right into it tonight, all right? So tonight's episode of Psychotic and Iconic Sports Podcast is brought to you by PrizePix, your home for daily fantasy sports. New users who sign up for PrizePix today using the promo code ICONIC will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. ICONIC is the promo code rice Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Also, please check us out where we are live right now on the Props Network at PropsHQ.com. You'll see our live stream schedule and show news there, okay? Check us out on PropsHQ.com. Tonight, quarterbacks. Who doesn't love talking about quarterbacks? We got some all-timers we're going to be talking about tonight. So, get ready for this shit, all right? Phil! Let's go, baby. (laughs) NFL QB special. P&I. All right. We're starting off with the GOAT tonight. You know who it is. Look at Nick's jersey
2: right now. (coughs) Look at Nick's jersey. The fucking GOAT. That's
1: the GOAT right there. The fucking
2: GOAT. I've been saying it for 55 episodes. Don't get it twisted. He's the best ever.
0: Did he win his last game? Shut
2: up! Right. Shut <laughs> up! Shut up! See, he's so disrespectful. We gotta show the res— we so, gotta show respect. Yeah, to the we gotta show tonight. respect. Uh, I'm not allowed to
0: ask questions, I guess.
2: Okay. <laughs> you know what? Man, go ahead. <laughs> Just carry the fuck on, man. You know, we got time today.
1: Well, that's right.
2: We got plenty of time.
1: We got to make time for the GOAT. TB12. (laughs) Tom Brady (laughs) officially retired from the NFL. Holy fucking shit. Um, There were signs of it, but it was still hard to believe. We didn't think it was coming. We all said, you know, this man's got fire in the belly. Everything. All right? And he's, he's done. So... Without further ado, I need your reactions because this is depressing. <laughs> you know, this is crazy-ass shit.
0: <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'll start it off because I know you're going you're gonna to go a lot more in-depth than I will. Uh, I was shocked. I right shed a tear or two. Yeah, I was shocked <laughs> and I was really sad about it because I hated him for so long because, like, I was a Peyton Manning guy my whole life. And then right after he came back against the Falcons, actually, no, it wasn't the Falcons. It was um, the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. When he came back in the fourth quarter and yeah. threw for like 150, when I really started like respecting him and then the Falcons like put it over the top and I just like, I wish that I appreciated him his whole career. Cause like, it just really sucked. Cause we'll never see that again. And, um, I tweeted this earlier, um, uh, from first things first and they were talking about like, who was the goat of goats and like, it's Tom Brady and it's, it's really by a, a sizable margin. It's not even close. I mean, he made sports debates really corny for the best quarterback ever because it really is just, you can argue now who's second, Peyton or Montana. You can't really argue anymore, like, who's the best person, like, you could do with LeBron and Jordan. So, and it's like, I don't think we'll ever see that again. And the only chance that we kind of had at maybe replicating that was Mahomes after he won his first one. But it's been three years now like these are opportunities that you have to you have to pounce on before you get the burrows and Allen comes onto the scene and herbert gets here so um i mean congratulations to him on the best career i've ever seen i'm happy as hell i got to watch that my whole childhood and i'm really going to miss that it's going to be really weird in september unless he comes back in another year (sighs) but yeah i'm really i'm really going to miss him man he he is the best athlete of my life it's not even close
1: I, Facts. Yes. That was beautiful, Mike and Nick. Uh, you know, you got some people who are looking out for your well-being over here on the I'm, comments. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Bonnie says my condolences. Yeah, I know. Um, Tom is agreeing with Paul's yo mama says the goat will be missed end uh, yeah. of an era from david Pasillo. everybody's yeah. worried about your well-being i'm sure nick so why don't you tell us how you're feeling right now
2: i'm feeling okay i'm all right you what you need to say because my thing is i cherish those moments i didn't shit on them like everybody else did every time all those cheating scandals came i, I stuck by them all that deflate gate bullshit come on we all know it's bullshit like just look at the guy's career like you think he needed that you know what I mean? So like for me, it was just like <clears throat> I stuck by them, you know, I, you know, through the highs, the lows, it, it was just a miraculous career that we will never, ever see again. And I'm just happy that I got to soak it all in. Um, I'm going to miss the Super Bowls. I'm going to miss the feeling of, you know, uh, uh, of uh before the big game, like, you know, the, the, like those jitters that you get. I'm going to miss it. But uh overall i mean like look i embraced his career he was the best athlete ever uh he was just a perfect role model um you know to be a six-round draft pick to winning seven super bowls and playing at a high level at 22 and 22 seasons leading the league in passing touchdowns all that you know before he walked away i mean that's that's the way to go out you know i mean he didn't he didn't go out you know uh limping or or uh literally falling off a cliff like they've been printing you know like they've been saying for the last six years that he was going to do didn't happen um and if you kind of like if you guys ever seen rocky four, which i know a majority of you guys have like you know how like when 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 rocky won you know he, he beat drago and then the crowd you know was kind of like rooting for him in the end yeah that's kind of how it was like if you think about it everybody hated brady Everybody hated Brady. They hated seeing him in the Super Bowl. They were, they hated the Patriots. They hated everything about him because of the team he was on. He was always in the Super Bowl. It got boring. People were just, you know, they just kind of tuned out. So, but then when he left and went to Tampa, that's when I felt like people kind of shifted. They were kind of rooting for him. Like last year's Super Bowl, like I, I, I can't, I couldn't believe like the amount of people that were actually rooting for Tom Brady. People that I know that hated him for years. They rooted for him, and it was just like, and then like you know, and then this past year, you could kind of see like they're still rooting for him. You know what I mean? Because you're actually appreciating greatness. Like the guy left New England after 20 years, went to Tampa Bay, who had the worst winning percentage of of all uh, franchises in uh, sports history, or something like that. Yeah, he went. He went there with no off season during the COVID phase. You know stuff. You know what I mean? All, All the protocols and stuff. And to learn a whole new playbook, you know, learn new teammates, you know, like learn different cadences in the offense and to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium is just it's 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 insane. So, like, you know, we're never going to see that type of performance ever again for a long period of time. So and you know, I'm talking about for 22 <laughs> years. That's 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 called like longevity at its finest. And who knows? I mean, that's, you know, to have the what if game. If, OK, like what if you play two more years or one more year? Like, who knows? So, yeah, I mean, overall, I Nick, mean, I'll, you know, congrats to the GOAT. You're the best ever. I love you. I'm your biggest fucking fan. I uh, hope you see this one day. But, um, yeah, man, what a career. Congrats. Congrats to the GOAT. Nick, that was fucking
1: beautiful. That was beautiful. Beautiful. If he ever hears this, he will be joining us right here, I'm sure. That was beautiful. There's no way I could top that. But here's what I will do for you, Nick. Um Out of respect for the GOAT, I'm seeing some disrespectful comments for the GOAT that I'm going to answer for you right now, okay? Susan Perry, Brady's a bitch. Bye, bye, bye. (laughs) Godfarm, the Pats did cheat the Eagles, though. Listen, guys, I used to spew that Tom Brady hate. I used to sip on that juice, okay? Pauls, I'm sure you did it, too, as a Peyton guy. I was a Peyton guy. Listen, I'm not going to tolerate that here today, either. This man is the undisputed GOAT. And you don't, I can't even believe I just announced that. I'm doing it for the entertainment though. But your comments, your negative comments for the GOAT, you're going to be missing him one day. I'm telling you right now because I'm one of those people that I, I couldn't have appreciated him more, especially at the end. And I was really, really enjoying it. I've I enjoyed the greatness. I always respected the man, but now I actually, you know, I got to see more of Tom Brady, the person on the Bucs like many other people did. So, um, you know, this is an end of an era. It's sad. And, man, I mean, the way we lead into this now is the Bucs. The Bucs are Super Bowl-ready team. So, guys, the next question, the follow-up question here is, what will the Bucks do at quarterback? And then I'm going to ask you after that, what should they do? But first, what will they do? What do you think they will do? And if you have trades or anything, give me the actual trade package that it will take to get said quarterback, or uh, they have an internal option of Kyle Trask. They have free agency options. Tell me what you're thinking. What will the Bucs do at
2: quarterback? I, I think they're, I mean, what will they do? They're going to get a veteran quarterback. Who? I, I don't know. I mean, Derek Carr available. Because if you could put him on the Bucks, they can make a run. Especially with Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay, if he isn't leaving. So there is a window of opportunity there. Uh, I mean, hell, even Aaron Rodgers. Why not? But is he going to want to live in the GOAT's shadows? You know what I mean? Like, he has to win it. He would have to win it. If he goes there, he would have to win it. He would have to win it. So, I don't know. Like, does he want to live under that pressure? Um, who knows? But, I mean... Jimmy G is an option maybe. I mean, I I I don't think they believe in Kyle Trask like they do. Like anytime that a GM says they're going to see what's behind door number 2, that means they're going by with door number 2. Like they, they they're going to acquire a veteran quarterback. So that's how I see so, it. So
1: Nick, if you if you had a prediction right now of who that veteran quarterback would be, who is your top prediction right now? And this is subject to change, but who would you predict
2: right now? Gut feel. Gut feel. Yeah. Gut feel tells me. Um. Derek Carr. Because I think McDaniel's Damn. could actually, because McDaniel's could actually get rid of Derek Carr and and just rebuild his own team. So, I don't know. It's I think. true. Gut feel. <laughs> Gut feel. I feels like Derek Carr, but I, I, because I, I feel like he would be a good fit there. Because, like, he's like the risk-it-new-biscuit no kind of, like, offense. It's perfect for him. And he he, he throws a great deep ball. He's going to have Mike Evans there, uh, possibly Godwin back. Um, they
0: have a lot of shit to address in the offseason.
2: Yeah, they do. I mean, who knows yeah. if Gronk's coming back. But you still have Cameron Brait, and you still got O.J. Howard. I think, actually, Brait might be a free agent. I do not recall. But still, I mean, you still have weapons on that offense. Um, so, I mean, even uh, Fournette's a free agent, too, as well. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they do have major holes to, to fill, Pauls, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> gut feel. It feels like it feels like they're gonna get a a, a high profile quarterback because that. I feel like Tampa has been in like a, a, a free agent destination now. I feel like Brady changed that whole culture. So yeah, Derek Carr.
0: <clears throat> I'm actually opposite. I think That's they're a good gonna good selection. Pauls, go I ahead. I think they're gonna oh, roll
2: sorry. With Kyle Trask. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, oh! I really do,
0: because I feel like they drafted him in the second round. Left witch pulled out of the Jags head coach. Arians is still there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Balls!
1: <laughs>
0: Arians is still there. He learned behind Tom Brady. And, I mean, that's – I can't think of better tutelage for a young quarterback. And I think that, as I was just saying, I think they have too much to address in the offseason. Leonard Fournette, Godwin. I mean, the only person they really have is Evans. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think Gronk, honestly, I think Brian he, Jensen? yeah. And I feel like for Gronk, I, don't th- I think if Gronk were to return, I think he's going to go to a place like Buffalo.
2: Gronk? Mm-hmm. Well, I really I- do. Even with Dawson Knox there?
0: Yeah, because I just feel like he would go to a contender that's, that's an elite contender that's ready to he's from make Buffalo. the
2: run. Exactly. Hmm.
0: Interesting. So, to me, I, just, I, don't, I don't see them with whether it's Derek. I mean, like, if you trade for Carson Wentz, who could probably be available, you know what you're getting if you trade for kirk cousins you know what you're getting not that not that kirk cousins is bad but the issue is is he's not winning with dalvin cook and justin jefferson what makes you think he's going to win with feeling yeah what makes you think he's going to win with potentially ronald jones and just mike evans brady couldn't do it i mean he did have leonard fournette but that's assuming that leonard fournette doesn't come back
2: yeah i agree
0: um so to me it's just i mean maybe teddy bridgewater but again you know what you're getting
2: Jameis winston return (laughs) i mean (laughs) christ yeah no i I, I think those days sailed yeah
0: so i i think they're gonna roll with uh kyle trask to be honest i really do
1: wow i mean hey they drafted him in the second round mike so actually i'm gonna ask the audience right now who do you think will be the bucks qb this year and give us some answers before i move us along okay but now okay this shit's gonna blow your mind I can't wait to say this right now, okay? My prediction as of this minute, and it's probably going to change, all right? But right this minute, there's not a lot of breadcrumbs to go by. We're going to get some more, okay? I I think, obviously, that they want to acquire a veteran. And I think that they do want to move on to Kyle Trask soon, but not this year. I think the window is too open right now. So my thought is, now hold on, ready for this? This is somebody they wanted to bring in last year, and he was going to be a backup quarterback for them. This is actually, this this was true. They pursued him as a backup QB. Nick Foles! Oh, for fuck's sake. Nick <laughs>
2: Foles! Yeah, nah, I think he wilded, Nick broke. Foles <laughs> I right now that. is the only
1: breadcrumb <laughs> that there is tied to this team. That's who they will get, in my opinion, right now, if you ask me today. And the reason is wow. it allows them to re-sign pretty much anybody they want from their team because of his cap number being so low. I think he's going to be at $10 million for the year. He fits the Bruce Arians scheme. He's the veteran bridge quarterback that's going to cost them. I believe it will cost them a fifth-round pick, okay, maybe a conditional fifth. But I believe that they will get Nick Foles from the Bears – and he's on a one-year deal, so this is somewhere. This is something like if he does well, you could re-sign him for probably cheap, have him until Kyle Trask is ready. Because I do think they believe in Kyle Trask enough that they would take him with a second rounder. He was grew behind Brady, so I think Nick Foles would be a good bridge in this system because everything around him, like we talked about before, everything around him works in this scheme. This is a scheme built for a pocket passer a quarterback who's going to get good blocking, everything, all right? And then they can bring back Godwin, who is their top priority. This is what they've been saying. Godwin's the top priority. So that's who I think they will get. That's fucking crazy, right? Yeah, I wasn't expecting that one. I that's, wasn't that either. That's got I wheel, know. That's got
0: my wheels turning a little I, bit. Yeah.
1: And I'll tell you what. This was the most – that was the toughest one of, of all the quarterbacks we're talking about tonight. This was the toughest situation for me to predict. However, who should they get? If you ask me who they should get, without question, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. It's got to be Aaron Rodgers, and I think in order for them to get Aaron Rodgers, they'd have to give up two first-rounders and maybe a conditional fourth from a future year because the bidding is going to be pretty high. And then in this case, if you get Rodgers, you capitalize on your Super Bowl window for another couple years, Um, you're able to restructure him and give him more bonus money, maybe make a run at Devontae instead of Godwin. But this is all, you know, there's a lot that would have to happen there. I think it's unlikely, but I think that's the best player they could go after, and they could easily win another ring. Um, Yeah,
2: but if if you do that, then are you bringing back Jensen? Are you bringing back uh, Fournette? Like, you're not going to be able to fit all of them in the the salary cap. There's just no way, because Aaron Rodgers is going to get at least 25 mil. And then they're Devontae gonna Adams is going to get 20. Yeah, he's going to get tagged. he's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, he's going to get tagged.
2: He's going to get tagged, right? Yeah. They,
1: so they, they would essentially – Devonte is the greatest long shot in this particular situation. So I was just throwing that out there. However, it looks like if you ask me right now in this offseason, if Tom Brady did come back under his salary that he was getting – they would be probably losing one player from their Super Bowl roster. One big-name guy. And we don't know who it's going to be yet, but they are able to fit everybody else. Um, And yes, it will probably take some sacrifices and some restructuring of a lot of contracts. So it is possible, though. I did look into this. It's possible for them to pretty much bring back the whole band. And Gronk is going to free up money if he retires, which is looking likely. So that's some crazy ass shit. Yeah, I love it, Mike. Love it. But Nick Foles is my prediction as of today. All uh-huh. right. So that's it, guys. Um, let's move on. I mean, we have we have a lot to get to tonight, and we're gonna talk about this, I'm sure, for a long time. So without further ado, Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> a little loud. No, that's good. I appreciate that. So Big Ben, we already know he retired. The hard part now. (laughs) Two things. A, where does he rank all time? Real shit. B, what are the Steelers gonna do? So first question, guys. Big Ben, obviously going to the Hall of Fame. Where does he rank all time for you? For me, I have Big Ben in the 10 to 15 range.
0: He has two rings. Top ten all time in touchdowns, top five in yards, most 500 passing, most 500 yard passing games with four. I feel like Big Ben a little bit is being forgotten about his greatness because of his last two seasons being so Mm -hmm. garbage. Right. Um. I mean, you can you can make compelling arguments that he is number ten. If I had enough time to do like heavy research and that was the main topic tonight, you can do that. But he's in that ten to fifteen range because he he was a winner, period, through and through every single year. He was a warrior. He was tough, um, and like I said, his his he got two rings. All his his accolades speak for themselves. So just don't get caught up in the last two seasons of him falling off the cliff. And again, that goes that also goes with the issue with Tom Brady, like when Peyton Manning's last year in Denver. That wasn't Peyton Manning. That was a shell of him. Not everyone yeah. can sustain what Tom Brady did. Like everyone has a drop off. I mean, you're Tom Brady retired like. Still kind of on the back end of his peak, which is just wild to say because he was an old ass man. <laughs> but so that's, that's where I have him. Shoot. Yeah, I have him in the ten to fifteen range with ease.
1: Yeah, a couple of good comments here. David Pasillo. I think Big Ben gets lost with Brady retiring too, which is the first thing that I was thinking as soon as Brady yeah, retired I agree with that like, actually. Sorry, really comment, actually. Sorry, Ben. You know, you had your moment for a day.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a really good but, comment by Dave. Nick, where do you have him ranked? Uh, I'm in, I'm in the same with Pauls. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like pretty much everything he said. You know, two Super Bowl rings. Um, you know, he he was he, he was forgotten about. I mean, like if you think about the, like the like the Steelers teams back in the day, like you had like Heinz Ward, Antoine Randall L. Like they Antonio were Holmes. like yeah, like they were like legit offenses, and the Steelers were always a threat in the AFC to come out and represent them in the Super Bowl. So like, and the reason why is because of their quarterback. So if you have somebody like that, that's to me, and he's 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 done it for a long period of time, and like you said, the last two years, he kind of looked like it was it was you know he was over the hill. Um, But for me, it's just like if you look at his whole body of work throughout his whole career, like the Steelers were always like a top three team in the AFC. You always had the Colts, the Patriots, and the Steelers. Always. I mean, they were always the rivals. I mean, you can make a case that Ben had like the you know. The Pittsburgh defense or whatever, but who cares? I mean, they put up a lot of points with that with that offense. And you know, uh, you know, Antonio Brown. I mean, the one thing I will say is I don't know how he didn't win with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. I know why. And and Tom Brady. Uh, and who else? They had somebody <laughs> else too.
0: Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Big Ben, and uh Yeah, was it was the triple B's.
2: B's. Yeah, triple B's. Yeah. So I mean, like, they were like their offense was lethal. Like lethal um and i, I that's still that's the one thing about ben's career that like was confusing for me like i just don't know how he doesn't have one ring with those kind of guys you know uh, but overall i mean big ben hall of fame player congrats on his retirement and uh yeah it was a pleasure watching him too as well legend yeah
1: i think you definitely you definitely could argue him being 10 i don't think i could put him any higher than that because no. i think his stats are gonna check out just fine, especially among the, the old time quarterbacks at the different generations. So he, he compiled more stats than a lot of these guys. Um, I think he definitely should have had another ring. So that's a little bit disappointing. But I would say I put him number 12 for me. I would say uh, 12, 13 is a comfortable range. And I would put him behind like uh, Drew Brees, John Elway, uh, Brett Favre, Johnny Unitas. Um, Steve Young, like he's right behind those guys, and I th- I think that's a fair range for him. Uh, Roger Staubach, I put him behind him too, but he's close. Like I mean, that's that's saying something to be up in that conversation with names like that. And I don't think he was probably appreciated enough as a player in this league. Everyone knows he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but I don't think everyone realized how great he was. And and really, I mean, from the get go, this is a guy who was successful, so. Congrats to him, and now the hard part is deciding what the Steelers are going to do. So, two-part question. What will the Steelers do at quarterback, and what should they do at quarterback? Who wants to start off this time? You want to go, Paul Yeah, I'll go. I think the Steelers should trade for Jimmy
0: G. Uh, the guy is one of eight players with a 70% win percentage in the Super Bowl era with a minimum of 47 starts. With the likes of Tom Brady... Wait, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Joe Montana, Daryl LaMonica, and Roger Stallback. He's in pretty good company, I would say. So I would take Jimmy G. I would draft Tyler Lindenbaum or Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa, and I would start getting that offensive line attack. And I believe that Jimmy G could win there with Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, and uh, Chase Claypool.
1: So, Mike, who do you think they will get, though, if you I, had to I decide right I now? Th-
0: I think they're going to get Jimmy G and I would oh, say Oh, so you think
1: both they will and they should. Yes. Yeah. And
0: cuz I don't wow. think I don't think Mike Tomlin would go to a rookie right now with that team. Um and I think a second round pick and Mason Rudolph to the 49ers would get that job done. They would get a high a high enough pick for Jimmy G after a good season and Mason Rudolph would be a good backup for Trey uh, for Trey Lance.
1: Nice. Good ideas. Nick, your thoughts? Yeah, what about I, I, you?
2: Dude, I, had, I had Jimmy G as well uh, in Pittsburgh. We were talking about it in the group chat, and I said, I think Jimmy G in Pittsburgh would, would do pretty well. I mean, <laughs> like, they're loaded on offense. Like, I feel like if, if if Pittsburgh can replicate their defense, like, get better players in the back end of their defense and bolster up their defense kind of, like, towards, like, the Niners, they could be, like, the Niners, you know, in the, in, in the AFC. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think – jimmy g would be really good there um other than that i mean i I, it's it's hard to tell right now because you know i think aaron Rodgers would be the best fit like yeah obviously yeah like yo he he would like that shit up over there with deontay claypool (laughs) Najee harris like he would actually have like a passing back you know a pass catching back and a fucking running all in one you know so he's not he's not gonna have these you know Two running backs coming back and forth, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that can kind of fuck them up a bit, you know? Like, you, cause you like, I feel like it's too, like you're interchanging too much. Like, I feel like if you if you have guys out there consistently, if you have like a workhorse out there and he, you know, he's your guy, like I feel like it's it's more comfortable. You can get more com- you know, camaraderie with him. So, um, I think he would be the best fit for Pittsburgh. I think, I think he has a chance to go to Pittsburgh it's out of the NFC. Cause I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to the box. I don't Not no. He should go there, but Ooh, I, don't I don't think either. he's going to because they're not going to trade him within the, the you know, the, uh, the conference. So I think Pat, I think green Bay could actually actually trade uh, Pittsburgh for, for Aaron Rodgers, And I think it would take, it would take about two, two first two ones. And, and maybe a fifth, Two ones in a fifth, I would do it. Because I think Pittsburgh's win like championship like window opportunity is still there. I do. I wonder
0: if Aaron would get beat up behind that offensive line, though. Possibly. Because if they lose two first round picks, and what if they want a second? So if you have to give them this year's first and second, and you have to roll with that offensive line, Aaron Rodgers has had bad offensive lines. I would sign Ryan Jensen. All right.
1: They need bookend tackles desperately. Um Here's my thoughts, though, guys, because I'm trying to read the tea leaves here a little bit. And here, like, what I think they should do is obviously go out and get somebody fucking legit, because I think that could elevate them right away. And I think that you can hopefully still draft some linemen, um, because that is crucial. And that's why I think Jimmy G would not be a good fit there. Um, But just going by Steeler logic, how, how they've done, you know making moves and everything over the course of history, especially the last decade or two, um, they they do not like giving up draft picks. This is the foundation of their success. They love drafting players. And I I actually think the more I've seen their comments, I think the more that they're willing to have Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins as a bridge QB, and I think that is what they're going to do. And I actually think... Kenny Pickett was in their backyard. They got to scout him a little extra, I'm sure. He wants to play for the Steelers. I actually think I could see them drafting Kenny Pickett. I don't know if I love that, but he does have mobility, and uh, the Roonies have already said that they know that this is where the league is trending, is having a QB who can also run. So I think that they actually would want Kenny Pickett if he's available there, So that's my prediction right now. I think Mason Rudolph sticks around, um, and he starts a few games, and then Kenny Pickett takes over for him. If I had to predict right now, and I was torn over this one because the second thought of mine was, well, Jameis Winston would be a great fit here as far as, you know, skill set, body type, offense type. He's basically very similar to Big Ben. He caught down on the turnovers last year. Perhaps it's a, it's a place where he could succeed. Um, and he's a guy who might be able to hold up behind that weak offensive line. Now, I, I don't think that's going to happen. That was what I would lean towards, though, if they go outside of the internal options. Okay? Who do I think they should get? Derek Carr. Hands down, I think, is the best fit for the Steelers um and if i had to predict what the trade would look like i think they'd have to give up a 2022 first rounder and a conditional 2023 fourth rounder for Carr, and then you have to re-sign him to a new deal i think um you know obviously since he had a successful year he's not going to come as cheap you might have been able to pluck him for a two last year but i think the market's pretty set after the stafford deal he's going to be less than stafford um, because he is on an expiring contract. So, I think Derek Carr would be a great fit, and he has a little bit of mobility, and he's got the leadership that they look for. He's a gritty kind of player. Um, he would be a really good fit, and he would get the Steelers on the map right now. And then they could focus on, they could still spend the rest of their draft drafting linemen, because that's what they fucking need, desperately. They need bookend tackles. So... <clears throat> That's what I would say. It is. Derek Carr would be good there. Yeah, he I, be. I think they they'd be really good with Derek Carr.
0: He's got a he's got a big money contract though. The last two years of his thing, I think it's like forty two million or something like well, that.
1: Well, that's the thing, Mike, is they they would obviously do this with the intent of re signing him long term. Gotcha. Okay. And then you don't gotta then you don't gotta worry about drafting anybody. Then yeah. you can save. I mean, the way I structured it is they're only giving up their first from this year, but they still have all their other picks. They still have all their other picks next year, so they could they could justify going out and grabbing somebody. They're gonna let some players walk, I'm sure. Um, like they actually have a cap situation where they can maneuver it just fine, I think. So um, re-signing him will lower his actual cap hit, especially for this year. So that would be the goal. Is similar to the Stafford stuff, but costing you a couple of picks less, basically. And he'll be there for, you know, four or five years if, if this happens. So, that's my thoughts, guys. I think we got to move on, though. I think we're, we're, we're staying on schedule here. We're doing pretty well with that tonight. It's about time. So next up. Yeah. Next up, tight ship to run tonight because we got some good stuff to talk about. <coughs> we got the Green Bay Packers. We were just talking about Aaron Rodgers, okay? So, thank you very much, Phil. That's my bad. I didn't pause for you.
0: Nope, not at all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I fucked that one up. But guys, Aaron Rodgers, your likely MVP who fell out of the playoffs early again. Regular. Choked. All right. Aaron Rodgers, now the talks are alive again. Is Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay? If not, where will he be traded to? And give me an idea of what the trade will look like. You also can say he will retire. Mike, I know you had mentioned that before. Yeah. So... Is Aaron Rodgers leaving? And if so, where is he going? You have a few options to go with here. Uh,
0: I know I initially said he would retire, but I think with Brady retiring, he's not now. I think he's going to come back to Green Bay. I don't see him going to Tennessee because of Ryan Tannehill's contract situation. This is his big hit year. Um, With Tom Brady out now, his path gets a little bit easier. You know, you don't have to worry about that team anymore because there's no, like, I mean, that was a big hurdle. And I don't see, the reason I can't see him going to the Broncos or, like, Tennessee or a team like that is why would he want to go to the AFC and make it harder? I mean, he can't survive in a division in a division with the Lions, the Vikings, and the Bears, who essentially have had no quarterback play for the last 10 years. And then it's like he goes into the playoffs, he can't get past Jimmy G. And he just can't get past, the, you know, these these average quarterbacks. And it's like... I don't know, man. I think, they go, I think he goes back to Green Bay. I think they tag Adams if they can't get it done, and they, get, and they go another shot. Because they have Aaron, Rodger, uh, Aaron Jones under contract. They have A.J. Dillon there. I mean, they just played a bad game against the Niners. That's all it really was. It wasn't like, you know, anything other than that. They have, they have a team, and if he's that dude, he should be able to win with them.
2: Facts. I bottom line. I think I think Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver. I think the hiring of Nate Hackett uh, really, for me, that was that's breadcrumbs for me. And John Elway is aggressive. He he will find a quarterback. He he hasn't found one since Peyton Manning. But you could like to make that splash to get Peyton Manning. Like he's capable of doing those things, and I I think he knows that. This team is up and coming. They have Javante Williams. He's a young star running back. He's really good. Like, he could run. They got Noah Fant. They got Cortland Sutton. They got Jerry Judy. Uh, They have good – you know, Tim Patrick. They're going to have K.J. Hamler coming back next year. Like, I think, like, Aaron Rodgers is actually going to have, like, legit weapons and not just have one. Um, And for me, it's just like – I don't think – they, being in the AFC is going to rattle him. I mean, I think if you ask Aaron Rodgers who's the best player in the AFC, he will say himself. Like I think he's that confident in, in his ability to say that.
0: Yeah, but I mean actions so I don't, speak louder than words. So
2: I don't think hes I don't think he's scared of, of any or of uh, like playing in competition. I mean, I know he'll he'll be with Herbert, uh Mahomes, um and I'm missing somebody else. Who am I missing? Carr and Carr. Josh Allen and Carr well, I'm talking about for, for the for the West, yeah, the West. Oh,
1: my bad. But like okay. for me, like
2: Denver's like they're ready to win now. Like their their team is really good. I mean, like last year, like they were what, like eight and eight and nine? A
0: th- a th- I think they were like fr- yes, yeah, something fringe like
2: fr- a fringe playoff team. But like for me, it's just like they all they needed was a quarterback. They had Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. You put Aaron Rodgers on there, I can guarantee you that's, that's four more wins.
0: Let me ask you a question now. Do you Definitely. think that Aaron Rodgers could elevate Hamler, Judy, Patrick, and Fant to that next level?
2: If if he's if he's a top five quarterback of all time, he should.
0: I'm just asking because I don't believe he can. But that's just oh, that's just me. Because he couldn't elevate Lazard and MVS, he wouldn't throw to them. So that tells me that he didn't trust them, and that's that's to me that's a that's like on him. You need to be able to trust those guys. You need to build those guys up. I watched Tom Brady throw a fucking touchdown at the end of the half to Scotty Miller. I watched him throw a touchdown to, beat, uh, to come back and beat, um, what's he want? The Jets, maybe, to Prashad Perriman. Mm-hmm. I've watched Brady do it in those moments. I've watched Peyton Manning do it to, you know, guys. Uh, I can't think of the tight end from the Broncos, actually. He went and got paid by Jacksonville and was garbage. What was that guy's name? Tom, you'll remember if you're in there.
2: Julius Thomas.
0: Julius Thomas, yes. Never heard of him again. Yeah, I just like to me, Aaron Rodgers doesn't elevate those those middle receivers. Now I think Judy's very good. He's on the up and up. I think I think Hamler and I think Patrick are good, but does but is Aaron Rodgers that guy? Because I've said it a million times, I, he's not somebody I want to be in a foxhole with. He goes down ten points. I hear you, Mike. You would think he's down I three hear touchdowns. You, but I
1: I think that you could argue that Aaron Rodgers made Jordy Nelson and Devonte Devonte Adams who they are too, and you could say that about Randall Cobb. Who, I mean, look what happened to him when he's left. Uh, he took some big money. So, you know, to be determined, I think that his his core beyond Adams was much weaker than in previous years for Green Bay. And I think that's part of the reason why he was so frustrated with the front office. Um, but over the course of history, he's he's been able to hit more than one guy. It, it just happens to be that it's kind of a weak room. And I'm not bailing him out, but... Um, That is part of the reason why he's been so frustrated. So for me, guys, I think he's definitely getting traded. Um, You know, it's good that they've had positive talks in Green Bay, but I'm with Nick. I think he's going to Denver. I think he's going there, and I think he should go there. I I think they'll be ready to win a Super Bowl right now Mm -hmm. if Aaron Rodgers is there. They will be a Super Bowl contender right now. And then just look at the Broncos on the other side. They did it with Peyton Manning. John always had no success drafting quarterbacks. This guy will do anything to bring in a guy like Aaron Rodgers. He's shown us that. And it's a a perfect fit, really. Everything is there that he needs. They got the defense. The offensive line is middle of the pack. It's not great. Um, They can run the football. They got a ton of skill players. So they they have the whole recipe. So here's what I think the deal is going to be. I think the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos for the 2022 and 2023 first rounders, plus Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy will be on the way out. Who? This is something that's come up. This is not just me saying it, by the way. Jerry Judy, look. Cortland Sutton got re-signed. Tim Patrick got re-signed. Jerry Judy can't stay on the field. Jerry Judy can net them... A guy like Aaron Rodgers. Jerry Judy's the one who's not going to get paid out of the group. And I think this allows the Packers. Now, hold on. This allows the Broncos to sign Devontae Adams. That is my prediction. I believe the Packers get Aaron Rodgers and sign Devontae Adams. You heard it here first. I think they're getting both of them. I said this a couple weeks ago. uh, Privately, maybe to you guys. I might have said it to you, Mike, actually, on our phone call. I think they're getting both of them. You did. I think they're getting both of those guys. That's my prediction right now, and they have the cash base to do it. Um, they're gonna be able to do this, so I think it's gonna be fucking crazy. Obviously, but it's a place where he can go and he can regain his happiness. Um, and he loves Nathaniel Hackett, loves him. Just look. Just I urge anybody to go look and see. The comments he said about this guy this is arguably his favorite guy in the building he's now in denver that will be his head coach he loves him it's a perfect fit for all sides the packers i then think will turn to jordan love guys that's the next part of the question do you think the packers uh what what do you think they do if rogers leaves and what do you think they should do if rogers leaves i think they roll with jordan love absolutely you i have mean, to yeah you you traded
0: up for him when yeah. you could have got somebody to help Rodgers. and um i <laughs> best of luck man
2: yeah nah i, I mean, don't even have
0: anything else to say nah, you gotta
2: roll with him i mean he was a first round pick you you drafted him i mean you pissed aaron Rodgers off you know, in spite of that so for me you gotta roll with jordan love and see what you got in him and you, you know you play if he if he stinks then you go get a quarterback he stinks well, so
1: you think they should give him an opportunity too, or well, do you think the they should go somewhere
2: else? Well, here's the thing. I mean, if he's that quarterback and he doesn't have Devonte Adams, how can you actually assess him? Who? Jordan Love. How can you? Well,
1: they'll get Jerry Judy in my deal.
2: I mean, Jerry Judy compared to Devonte Adams. I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, that's not that's not fair for him. I mean, no,
1: it's not. It's, t- it's not
2: really, but I'm just saying. So for me, it's just like you can't really evaluate him after one year of, of starting. It.
0: That's where that's where I go. That's my issue, though. He should be able to elevate them if he's if he's your first round pick. I mean, not for nothing, Joe Burrow elevated his whole fucking squad.
2: Yeah, but he has he also has three good wide receivers on his team. I'm talking about like who, who's he going to have? No, no,
0: it's fair. It's fair. I got what yeah. you're saying. I mean, but...
2: for me, like you can't you can't actually like fairly assess him. if you're going to have trash ass wide receivers with your young quarterback he's not going to be successful they're going to they're going to well, bounce on him quick they're going to bail him in quick they're going to blame
1: him I yeah no I'm with you. Guarantee I you, you I guarantee you they're not going to re like enter next season with this wide receiving core they're going to add somebody um even if Adams is not the guy I think they'll obviously go out and get somebody in my scenario they get Judy I think they'd still go out and get another guy on top of that yeah, and then well, they get they're in salary and cap
2: yeah but they're in salary cap hell they're like 45
1: million They are. Over. That's what I'm saying. They could draft so, like, somebody, though, too.
2: That's my point. So you shed Rodgers and
1: Adams. That's going to shed a lot of cap there. Um, but There's no way. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> I, I think they at least draft somebody else. So um, I think that they I, – I actually do think they are going to give Jordan Love a chance because that is one way they can rebuild the roster cap-wise. So I think that's what they'll do. they got to give him a chance and see if he lived up to – the value of where they drafted them. They have to do it. They have to know at some point. But should they do it is a whole different question. I don't think they should because, again, this is a team that, you know, they're going to undergo some change, but they have a contending roster regardless. They're going to get guys back that were not healthy all year, okay? So even after making some adjustments, I think they can make a run. So I would do this if I'm the Packers, and this is realistic for me, and obviously it takes a lot of cap work on both sides, but hear me out, okay? The Packers could give up a third round pick and a conditional sixth rounder next year to get, and this is an interdivision trade. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, who would be reunited with his QB coach, Matt LaFleur, okay. They could restructure his deal. The Vikings are going to eat some of that. Obviously that's the only reason why this would happen because there's nobody that's going to be saying, Hey, Vikings, give me Kirk cousins in his contract. So they're going to have to eat some money and the Packers will restructure him, and they can decide, Hey, if he's not good after this year, we just let him walk. We gave up a compensatory pick. No big deal. You let him walk. If not, you could re-sign him. Uh, another two three years i hope and that he'll doesn't be your happen. bridge guy for jordan love i think it's a good fit though um for both sides even though it's interdivision. division i know it's fucking crazy I would but just, it actually makes sense
0: i would feel so bad for kirk cousins if that happens because like i don't have no ill will towards him like i don't think he's that guy but man god forbid me yeah. <laughs> don't don't send him to that that thing, I mean, not for nothing, but you're going to find out if Aaron Rodgers does leave, you're going to find out a lot about Matt LaFleur, too, because everybody talks about how trash Mike McCarthy is. He at least won a Super Bowl with Rodgers, yeah. had winning multiple winning seasons. Um, he just had a winning season in Dallas. So, I mean, Mike McCarthy has at least proven that he's competent. When Matt LaFleur was the offensive coordinator on the Jaguars, they were garbage. That offense was horrible. So you're about to find out a, a lot about Matt LaFleur, too, if, if Rodgers is gone
1: these are facts and this is why I could see him going out and getting his guy and then hopefully Jordan Love is ready at the end of this tenure. And it's something that won't cost them major draft capital. That's the only way it will
2: work. The NFC NFC is just not working out for Rodgers. He's 1-4 in in, uh, NFC Championship games. He needs to switch conferences. (laughs) He needs (laughs) needs to switch. Nick,
1: the crazy part about all this is is if, if he stays in the NFC, it's it's seemingly wide open and without tom brady there i mean you never know so maybe he considers that maybe that's why he did talk to the packers at length about possibly returning but i still think he's on the way out so guys we got to move on okay we're doing pretty well let's stay with it phil jimmy garoppolo last quarterback of the night So we're back at Jimmy G again. All right. We were just talking about this, whether or not they should trade him. And at at this point, everything all right over there? Oh, I I hit 43 (laughs) instead of three. My bad. (laughs) So it's okay. It's okay. Um, So we were talking about Jimmy G, like whether or not he should move at this point. Now, it looks like he knows he's moving. Uh, There's been acknowledgement that it looks like he is going to be moved. This is pretty much from every reporter that you can name. Uh, it looks like Jimmy G's on the move unless they don't get what they want in a trade. So it looks like he's on the move. So we're going to keep this one shorter, guys. Let's assume that Jimmy G's getting traded. Where will he get traded? And where should he get traded? And I know that you guys already mentioned a couple. So it's okay if you repeat
2: your answer. You just you don't have to describe it again. So go ahead. Where will he get traded and where he should get traded? He's going to yep. the Washington Commanders. <laughs> the <laughs> oh, Washington you said the uh, Commanders. That yo. was my pick. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yo, they need a quarterback. They have like 40-something million in cap space. They got Terry McLaurin. They got Antonio Gibson. If they can patch up that defense, and if that defense can play like it did two years ago, like you might have something there with Jimmy G. But like I think he, he'll keep them competitive. And I think, you know... I mean, here's the thing. I mean, like, a couple years ago, they were probably maybe a quarterback away. Pro- you know, possibly. You could have argued that. Um, they played the Bucks hard as hell in, in the playoffs. That was the, that was the hardest game throughout the Super Bowl run pretty much. But overall, like, yeah, I, I think that's a good fit for him. I really do. I think him and Ron Rivera would, would, would uh, click.
0: I like it. Uh, the only reason I don't think so is because I think they're going to try and draft Malik Willis from Liberty.
2: Sorry to hear that.
0: Yeah, but that's what I do think is going to happen with them. I don't think they're going to trade for somebody. Um, Because I think he could do... Where should he go then, Mike? I think he should go to Pittsburgh. I'm still still staying by that. I think he should go to Pittsburgh.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I mean... Guys, Nick, I am in full agreement with you, actually. And here's the reason, okay? Because I had said this to Mike. I actually thought Texans were the best, like... They're going to go for him. They're going to go all out. It's a New England front office, basically. The Texans would love to have Jimmy G and rebuild around him um, because he's still young. So here's the thing, though. Here's why he won't go there, and here's why he's going to Washington. They are desperate. They are absolutely desperate. And when Dan Snyder gets desperate, he does some fucking crazy shit, all right? I know it's a different front office, but... He's going to get what he wants here. I think that Washington's going to outbid teams like the Texans, maybe even the Raiders, after moving on from Carr, which is possible. Okay. I think that the Commanders, I can't believe we're saying this. Now, uh, yeah. The it's Washington a, it's Commanders. So corny, he's going to
2: the XFL? It's corny as hell. Or the Arena League. <laughs> you see their jerseys? It's better than fucking football team, <laughs> They're though. They're fucking Let's poop. be honest. <laughs> oh, they look like
1: the Yellow Jackets.
2: Fuck. They are. <laughs>
1: I think that they (laughs) want to be named as generals, but that was already trademarked. So, anyway, that's a whole different discussion. Finally, they're not the fucking football team. The most generic fucking name ever, and it was pathetic. All right. So, Jimmy G's going to the Commanders, and Washington is going to give them a 2023. So, this is a next year conditional (laughs) second round pick, where if it hits certain incentives, it can turn into a one, just like the Carson Wentz contract. Um, the Carson Wentz trade, okay? There's your, your basis. They pick up the salary. And then also um, the commanders would give up a six-round pick as well. So a conditional second from next year and a six-rounder from this year. And and also I think the 49ers generally, like they, they genuinely really want to send Jimmy G somewhere where he can be competitive. And he's stated that already. That's his desire to be on a team that could compete. I think that they would be a competitive team on the fringe of the playoffs with Jimmy G. That doesn't mean I think it's the best fit. That's where I think he's going. Okay? So, Nick, I agree with you. And you say he should go there too, right, Nick? Yeah,
2: I think he should. I mean, he'll start. The Commanders. What? Yeah, I know. The, the, the name is trash. <laughs> yeah? You know? Like, I hate it. Like, it is corny. The Washington Commanders. Like, yeah, like, like imagine that being your favorite football team. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, you going to the Commanders game Sunday? <laughs> yeah, this is cool. I would just be like, "Yeah, you going to the game Sunday?" I'll Hashtag never say that Take game. command. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: all their
1: all their cities' team names are kind of pathetic. So, it goes right along with it. You got the Commanders, the Capitals, the Wizards. I mean, you know, that's weak shit. Yeah, facts. Facts. But anyway, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you guys something here. This one's going to be crazy. Where do I think he should go? And you're going to love this. I know you guys. I know you're going to love this idea. It's going to take some maneuvering. But this is where he should go to be the most successful for Jimmy G. This is where he should go. Okay. The 49ers should trade Jimmy G plus a 7th rounder this year to the Tennessee Titans (laughs) for a conditional 2nd rounder of next year plus a 6th. So it's the same deal I just said, but they have to give up a seven as well. I'll he goes give up a seven. to the Titans. Hey, <laughs> and, and listen to this. Here's why I think it's possible. Listen to this. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, John Robinson, the Titans GM, before leaving the Patriots, he was there. He was with the Patriots for 12 years on the staff. Okay, he scouted Jimmy G right before they left. He left for his next job. Okay. So, John Robinson scouted Jimmy G. Vrabel is of the Patriots' ilk. I think he gets the endorsement. I think that that would be a great fit for Jimmy, too. You get that run game. It's a pretty good offensive line. I think the defense is going to be a lot better this year. Um, and and then he's got A.J. Brown and Julio. I would so love that for him. I think it work. it's a perfect fit because you're minimizing pretty much all the shit that he's... Like that will make him unsuccessful. So uh, he gets it, that that run game is perfect, and he gets to throw to the middle of the field like Ryan Tannehill does. He makes a living out of it, and he gets to run the play action. It's perfect for Jimmy G, and he's probably um, a slight upgrade in their eyes, you know?
2: Yeah. So like that's my thing. If you're if you're Tennessee, like why do that? Like what do you? If you're not upgrading at that position, then you might as well just stick with Tannehill. Unless you can't find somebody Nick who's superiorly better. Brother. Yeah, I know. But you got to, like, if you want to make it to the bowl, like, if you know quarterback is your weak point and you want to make it to the bowl and you have every single piece in place. I mean, hell, you were the one seed. If you have every single piece in place and you get a bigger quarterback, like, like I'm talking about a more dominant quarterback than Ryan Tannehill, then I'm going for that. Because, like, like hey, why, well, would I, why would I just trade pretty much the same thing that I'm getting in, in, like in return. Like to me it doesn't Nick, make get any this. sense. this. I agree
1: with you. Like that's the thing is I'm saying the 49ers should do that. The Titans should not in my opinion. But that is the best spot if for Jimmy G um that's the best favor they could do for him. That's what the 49ers should do. That's what Jimmy yeah. G should do. I, I don't think the Titans should do that. I no. don't think it's it's an upgrade. It's It's pretty much a lateral move. Yeah. But I think the Titans would see that as an upgrade, and he's a young guy that they could build around long-term. So that would be the only reason why I'm saying they probably think higher of him than you and I do, and I don't think much of him at all. I think that he could be a competitive quarterback, but I don't think... I mean, I wouldn't even put him top half. I'd probably say bottom 10, but you could still compete with him.
2: Who's bottom so, 10? So,
1: Jimmy G is probably bottom 10 at the higher end of it.
2: Man, I, so I, I have to look at I'm that list, saying, bro. A, I, I don't know, man. I got Look, here's my thing. A guy that went to the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, he went to the NFC Championship game this year and lost the Super Bowl two years ago by one throw to the Chiefs. To put him in the bottom 10, nah, I, I don't know if I could rock with that.
1: Hey, well, that's a discussion for another day. I'm just saying to you, I, mean, yeah. I was agreeing This should a look. not do
2: that. I got to take a look at the the starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And I'll come well, back we'll to you. Do that. That we'll do that. Yeah, we Nick, should. We're
1: going to have a long offseason, and we can do that. I unfortunately have to move us on because there's no way we're going to fit this segment in if if we don't move right now. Guys, this is Mama-san. this is a historical one here, okay? Phil. Hit the music for me real quick, all right?
0: It's a really low song. I don't like this one. Fuck that one. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There oh, we there go. we go. How now I hear A little better.
1: get that classic shit. It's a quiet-ass song. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, last topic of the Bob. night. Let's try to wrap this up in 10 minutes, okay? Last topic of the night. In honor of Tom Brady retiring, we're going to do... The NFL's Mount Rushmore of players, okay? Let me describe this for the audience, all right? These, this, the inter- interpretations here, the possible interpretations. So, on Mount Rushmore, you have four faces, all right? If you had to sum up the history of the NFL, which four all-time players? This is players only. Which four would be impossible for you to leave out? Which four <clears throat> have had the greatest legacy? Which four are the greatest ever which four had the greatest impact on the game? It could be a combination of all those things, but those are the possible interpretations We're looking for here. So I'm gonna pass it off to the guys and I'm gonna let them describe who's on their list and why and Feel free to give us plenty of feedback in the comments. All right, completely up to you guys how you approach it It's Mount Rushmore It's players only who belongs on Mount Rushmore all generations of players
0: Begin. So, number one, I'm saying I'm not going too far back because I don't want to go back and do players that I didn't really get to see That, and that like I I can only look at just stats to go off of them. So I'm trying to do this in my day and age, even though I'm pushing the boundaries a little bit with my age. So, number one, I have Tom Brady, obviously. Seven Super Bowls, ten appearances, five Super Bowl MVPs. Greatest athlete in the history of sports, and it's really not close. Model of success and set a standard of winning that every franchise should model themselves after number two i have peyton manning two super bowls four appearances transform the qb position to pre-snap reads was a literal offensive coordinator on the field uh when he was in indianapolis for 13 seasons in nine out of in nine of them they finished with they finished top five in yards and points per game peyton manning was is my like love of goat <laughs> even though tom brady really is the goat <laughs> Third, I put Jerry Rice, twenty-two thousand yards receiving. No other wide receiver even has twenty. Two hundred and eight touchdowns. Two hundred and seventy-four consecutive games with at least one catch. He owns thirty-six NFL records and retired sixteen years ago. That's crazy. He has like it's he has some Wayne Gretzky type records and Wilt Chamberlain records, records that just can't be touched or broken. And then number four. I tried to go a little bit more diverse here. I went with Deion Sanders, one of the most versatile players the league has ever seen. Scored touchdowns on punts, kick returns, offense, and defense. He was brash and unapologetically himself, very similar to Allen Iverson. Dressed how he wanted, talked how he wanted, didn't really care what anybody had to say. And I feel like he was very influential in the way that the league was played in the early 2000s.
1: Wow. Well, we'll we'll react to your list shortly, okay? Nick, I want you to read your list. I'll read mine, and then we'll react to each other's lists. Um, And I'm seeing some comments already. This is great feedback. Let's keep it going. Go ahead, Nick. Who's on your Mount
2: Rushmore of NFL players? So I gave a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a defensive player. So I'll start with the defense. I'm going with Lawrence Taylor this guy was phenomenal he was the most dominant player of all time uh on the defensive side of the ball uh when you got bill belichick that talks about him the way he does like that's not a mistake you know what i mean so for me i mean the guy had 132 and a half sacks in his career he had the record for 20 and a half sacks uh and he he held it for a long ass time i mean to get 20 and a half sacks in a season that's fucking crazy and uh he won um uh, he was an eight, uh, he he won two eight all-pros 10-time pro bowler he won a defensive player of the year four times and uh he won two super bowls he was also one of the few defenders that actually won an, uh, an, an NFL MVP award uh the guy was outstanding and 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 he was just he was just he, he's probably the best player of all time on in, in defense so that's that's my guy uh the wide receiver i'll go with Jerry Rice um for me, it goes without saying, uh, he holds pretty much every single wide receiver, um, uh, statistic in the, in the NFL history. Um, he was, I mean, he's, I think he's got what four rings, something like that. It's, it's incredible. It's he, he was just so dominant Three. in all aspects of the, of the game, uh, his work ethic. And, you know, according to, you know, uh, a lot of reports and stories about his upbringing and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, for me, that's, that's one of the guys, um, and uh, I'm gonna go Barry Sanders as my running back. Love it. Uh, the guy had 15,269 rushing yards with like probably like the worst offensive line ever. In ten, <laughs> like in ten seasons. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it, just like his elusiveness is just ridiculous. Uh, he's a, he's number four all time in rushing, and uh, he, he he retired at age 30. Retired early. I think he left the league with like 14, 1500 rushing yards. He kind of went out on top like Brady did, pretty much. Uh, so I mean, he had 2,000, you know, 53 yards one season, the season before he retired. So this guy was dominant as all hell. Uh, I mean, pff, that goes without saying. And then the, you know, no, for me number four is come on, right? like I don't even gotta explain this. Seven-time Super Bowl champ, five-time NFL uh, Super Bowl MVP, three MVPs, might be Ford this year. Um, so. Yeah, I mean the guy had an incredible career. It's, it's just not even I don't even have to go in depth. So it's 12. <laughs> the goat. I love both of your lists. Um so I'll
1: read you mine, okay? And I'll keep this nice and short. We got Tom Brady. It's impossible to leave him off. Okay. Absolute legend. He redefined winning, he redefined leadership, he redefined being clutch. He's got the longevity. He just literally redefined the word success. You would be a fool to leave him off that list, okay? So that goes without saying. You got TB12. Um, I have Lawrence Taylor as well, and I think it—it kind of also—I'm not gonna reread the stats, but he's the best defensive player ever. Period. He could literally do everything. Okay, he was mm-hmm. a sack artist. Yeah. Pause. 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 <laughs> okay, he was a fucking <laughs> elite tackler. He could—I mean—he could knock your teeth out. This guy was a hitter. Okay. He had elite, speed, agility, everything. He was all over the field. He could pass rush. He could drop into coverage. I mean, he literally could just do everything. So, that goes without saying for me, it's got to be LT. Um, I have Jerry Rice as well, and I'll tell you why he made it. Not because, you know, you guys already read the stats, but for me, picking Jerry Rice over Barry Sanders, because he's not on my list. I love Barry Sanders. You know, he might be a top five on my all-time players I love. Okay? But Jerry Rice simply just has the longevity, and you can't tell the history of the game without Jerry Rice. He is literally a 36-record holder. This guy played into his 40s. I mean, he's literally the only guy to have uh, over... I think it was like over 20 receiving yards over the age of 40. This guy is insane. So... You have to include Jerry Rice. Barry Sanders, though, like, you know, talent-wise, I would put him right up there. He just missed the cut on my list. So, Nick, I love you putting him there. Mm -hmm. Fourth, though, and this one, I mean, I'll just say it. Reggie White, the Minister of Defense.
2: Oh, shit. You would
1: be remiss to leave Reggie White out. He is the most dominant defensive lineman ever, and here's how he changed the game. He was the best pass rusher ever, period. He was a game wrecker. Um, He actually, so I'll read you his stats and all, right? Best pass rusher could do it all, game wrecker, winner, double digit sacks 13 times. Um, In one season, guys, so you thought 20 and a half by LT was nuts, Nick? Reggie White, in a shortened 12-game season, had 21 sacks, Four forced fumbles and a TD, okay? Eight-time first-team All-Pro, two defensive player of the year, Hall of Famer, a Super Bowl ring, second in sacks behind Bruce Smith with four less seasons played. He only had two less than Bruce Smith. This guy redefined everything about pass, rush, everything. He just redefined pressure. He was literally a game wrecker, Mm -hmm. period. So, and the other thing about Reggie Wright that – changed the game was free agency. Look at how the NFL is now. Players did not move from team to team very often for the longest time. Reggie White redefined free agency. You never see players like Reggie White hit free agency, and he did going to the Packers and had a a Hall of Fame career there too. So that was when free agency... And all this player movement really began. It, it began with Reggie White. And it was the first of its kind. You know, if we were, if, if there was social media back in the day when this happened, that might go down as the craziest fucking thing that ever happened in sports history. That's how significant it was. Um, and he definitely should have had more rings. I'll, I'll say that too. But that's why I have Reggie White there. Love it, Mike. Love yeah, it. Yeah, I like it. Great. How list. do you fucking feel <clears throat> about list. that? Let's get some reactions. Um, I'm seeing some great feedback in the comments, guys. Let's get some reactions, then we'll wrap this show up.
2: Nah, I love your Reggie White pick. Uh, my dad, he he would tell me all about him, uh, you know, growing up, and and my uncles as well, Steven, Dave.
0: It was on Steve's list. He was uh, saying it. He was yeah. saying it in the comments. Yeah, yeah,
2: they used to always tell me about him. Uh, you know that he, you know, you. you He put like he pushed like two linemen out of the way. He was like he would throw guys like ragdolls. He he bounced Aikman off the turf, all that other stuff. I mean, like that's just cool stories. You know, David said
0: uh,
1: Reggie White
0: was the first major free agent in NFL history.
1: Facts. He was the first major free agent in sports history. Really, he redefined the whole game. That's Look at now. We crave this shit. This is mm-hmm. all we talk about. We're talking about all these QB trades and QB free agency movement all That's the show. the best. Yeah. This wouldn't like happen if, yeah. if that move didn't pave the way for all sports. It changed everything.
2: The Agreed, one, yeah.
0: We all had TB12 and we all had Jerry Rice. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, like, they're, they're like the undisputed goats at their respective positions. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, I mean... I've always argued or I could argue that Randy Moss could be better.
0: It's funny. I was just saying cuz I love Randy Moss. Me and Tom that's we're just that's my about favorite that wide receiver. Night. Yeah.
2: Of all time. Like he he changed the game. Like straight up. Like he changed the NFL in terms of passing, like as far as like deep routes. Like the guy was unstoppable in all aspects of the game. I mean, the guy had 23 touchdowns in one season with, with Brady.
1: I was a TO guy.
2: Hey, well, I think yeah. you want to know what Always, else it is, I love Nick.
1: It's it's easy for you guys to say T O Moss. I encourage everybody who watches this show to go watch some Jerry Rice film. Okay? I did today. <laughs> Nobody gets open like Jerry Rice. This guy changed the NFL in terms of catching the football. So um, obviously, like you you know, you could argue who who transcended the game into a passing game. Mike, it killed me to leave Peyton Manning off my list. But Peyton Manning probably is is the guy who elevated this game, made everyone want to have quarterbacks who put up stats like that. I mean, there were guys in the, the past history like Dan Marino, uh, Johnny Unitas, really, with the forward pass. These are the guys that made the league into a passing league, but Peyton is the reason why we have 4,000, 5,000-yard passing QBs now. Peyton's the reason. So he just missed my list, too, but I had to put... Um, I had to put the other guys on there just out of significance. It was really close, but it's tough when you narrow it down to
2: four. I'm curious. So, I'm curious. Would you, you know, if, if Randy Moss had a quarterback his whole career, what, where would you rank him? Like, where do you think he would have he would have surpassed Jerry Rice?
1: It's tough because he he had the talent to he do had, so, he but he, did he have also, a bit of a he was his own problem for a few years too,
0: you know? He got in his own way like TL. Yeah. He's gotten his own way with dumb shit. Yeah, mooning fucking crowds and shit. Like I love that. I love that. I do. I love it because that's that's like because I'm, a, di- I'm a I'm an asshole too. But I'm like, it's hard when you're trying to do it at that level because that's the stuff they pick apart. Wasn't but he like, fighting dogs too? That was Michael Vick.
1: Ah, yeah. shit, I get them mixed. up. <laughs> but yeah. Oh yeah, we'll leave that out of the discussion. Yeah, yeah, no. I he mean, changed like, the
0: game, too. He yeah. changed the game. So it made, was funny. Uh, I was talking to Palante earlier about this because I really wanted to put Michael Vick because he was a pioneer of the running quarterback. He's the reason why RG3s, McNabs, Russell Wilson, and uh, Kyler Murrays and all those players were able to come into the league and do that. He was the first one to do that when the Falcons took him in 01. But, I mean, you can tell the history of the sport without him. So that's why I chose to leave him off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I was surprised when you left him off because you could easily justify. I mean, Randall his impact was on one the one. game. So really, when it comes
0: ahead uh, of his time, Randall Cunningham. That's my brother's favorite quarterback. But I was exactly B, so it's like, and he had Dick Vermeil, who was a defensive guy.
1: But that's the thing, guys. Poor it's Buddy tough Ryan, to narrow this list down to four. It, it really is because there's so many players that have had an outstanding impact on the game. I just think that the ones that I, like you know the ones I selected had a greater imprint on the game um, than the others. And you could justify a bunch of players
2: swapping names on this list. Really? Is, it, I
1: thought it was a great exercise. I thought it would be good yeah. for everybody and the audience.
2: I, th- I think it was I mean, good. It, I think it was good. So, like, we we only did players. But if we did the NFL as a whole game, like, as a the entire history, coaches, well, fans, I would like to do
1: all sports. I got some good news. All that shit. I got some good you know news I mean? for like, you, Nick. That'd be dope. Nick, yeah. uh, polls, timeout. I got some good news for you, and this is for the audience too. So this is our <laughs> players' version, okay? Next, and this is you're probably gonna see this, wink, wink. On Monday show, we got the coaches, contributors, everyone else, okay? In honor of John Madden,
0: that's gonna be fucking who
1: passed awesome. away recently. Mm-hmm. We will be doing a Mount Rushmore of coaches and contributors in the NFL. And then, Nick, yeah, you literally could take it a step further and do the whole NFL, but I think there's just so many players and then so many coaches, so many GMs, like all that shit. It's so hard to do an overall NFL one, but we certainly could possibly entertain it. So maybe we'll discuss that, but I can guarantee you guys, I can guarantee the audience we're going to have one in honor of John Madden on Monday. What better way to honor the guy? Cause he's gonna be in it. If he's not in your Mount Rushmore, you got fucking problems. Oh, John Madden <laughs> Mount Rushmore on Monday. So other than that, guys, uh, audience, even after this show, we encourage you to continue to comment on who is on your NFL players Mount Rushmore, and also talk about the four QBs from our show today. Uh, we had Tom Brady, we had Ben Roethlisberger, we had Jimmy G. Uh, we had Aaron Rodgers. So, like, everything regarding those four teams and the QBs, the QB discussion we had earlier, we still encourage you to comment and let us know what you think. Uh, let's get some great discussion going because, unfortunately, we don't have enough time to hash it out any longer. So, guys, are we good? Everybody good? Yes, sir.
2: Take it yeah, away, I Yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just depressed. There's no football. I mean, I, I, no. come on, the Pro Bowl is kind of whack. I mean, yeah. who's watching that shit? Anybody yeah, watching fuck this? Yeah, the Pro Bowl. You watch nah. that shit. I mean, nah. I saw I saw Russell Wilson at the Pro Bowl. I saw Kirk Cousins at the Pro Bowl. Like, it's
0: all backup. Like, yeah. not backups,
2: but it's like the, like, the real starters don't, don't even want to play. Yeah. Well, Kirk Cousins kind of he might deserve it this year. <coughs> well, thank for. you for the participation trophy. That's what it is now. Yeah.
1: All I care about is the All Pro list. I love though that they brought back the Skills Challenge. That is fucking yes. awesome. I will watch the Skills Challenge. They I grew them. up on that shit. I didn't know they I'm So happy wave. they brought it back.
2: It's a heat wave. I I, I I love that shit. That's my that was like my favorite. Like when when uh that's, Chad Johnson was in the league, yeah. like they had so much fun doing that shit. Like it was fire. Like I'm I'm happy they went back to it.
1: <laughs> that's that's better than the Pro Bowl quality yeah, it wise. It's not even close. No, you're so um, no cap. Um, that's the NBA. With too. that being said, yeah. guys, I'm gonna wrap this shit up. Let's get out of here. Uh, we did pretty well. All right? We covered a lot of stuff on tonight's show. Remember to comment, guys. Remember to share everything. All right? So, that being said, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to send it off to Nick. All right? This episode of P&I was brought to you by PrizePix, your home for daily fantasy sports. New users who sign up for PrizePix today using the promo code ICONIC. Will receive 100% instant deposit, excuse me, match up to $100. That's promo code ICONIC. Prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. Also, I hope that you watch us on propshq.com tonight. That's the props network. Go check us out there. Subscribe to our show. Uh, Stay in tune with everything going on with us. It's all right there on the props network on propshq.com. Next show. Monday, 8 p.m. I already gave you a little preview of what's going to be in there. All right? It's going to be a great show. Wink, wink. Unfortunately, no (laughs) one gives a shit about the Pro Bowl. We're probably not going to talk about it. I'll just throw that out there for you. Um, But we have plenty for you next week. And obviously, we're going to have a Super Bowl preview. So stay tuned. Um,
2: And, I mean, that's it, guys. Thank you very much. Nick it's all you now thank you guys for hanging out with us we appreciate all the love support and the comments if you haven't done so already please don't forget to like subscribe and hit the notification bell on youtube we are also we are also available on propshq.com spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, megaphone iheart and stitcher and all that other shit also follow us on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok and we'll see you guys monday night at p and i